I, I did go out on a few dates though with some Saudi guys that just, you know, see the culture. It's a, a very nice guys, but you could tell that it's not like, it's not possible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's not possible. If it's, if it's not, if it's not your, if you can't accept the way of thinking and the ideal lifestyle. Right. Mm-hmm. And I could probably accept it, but the family, I would never be accepted by the family. Hello, fellow adventurers. I'm Naira Constant. I'm an expat coach, travel enthusiast, and adventure advocate. I have journeyed from being a struggling artist to successful expat living. Since I discovered my best life as an expat, I have expanded my life to include art, education, entrepreneurship, and of course, tons of travel. The expat life means freedom, opportunity, and yes, global connections. I cross paths with some pretty amazing people who each, in their own way, change my perspective and my life. So you may ask, what is an expat? An expat is anyone who works and lives outside of his or her native country. The number one question I get about being an expat is, how does one live and work abroad? So I created this podcast to share with you the ways in which you can unlock your own expat lifestyle and find out all of the different ways that my guests have used their passports as a catalyst for unlocking the adventure that is the expat lifestyle. So come on, let's push through those barriers that have been standing in your way and globally connect. It would be interesting to know how you, to know where you were, where you're from, and how you got to your first assignment abroad. Isn't that something? That was probably close to 11 years ago. I was working in Miami. I was teaching. And I had been teaching at that time, wow, for a minute. And I was working in classrooms um, with students that, um, you know, they were on IEP and they had some special needs and whatnot. And so the school system, they decided, okay, look, we're going to go to inclusion. We're not going to have a classroom like yours anymore. So you have to become a co-teacher. And I was like, okay, I just spent all these years teaching on my own. I'm not interested in being a co-teacher. And I don't like this model that you guys are pushing for inclusion. Like for me, it just didn't make sense. So I started looking for a new job and then popped up Korea. And I was like, okay, all right, well, let me see what this is about, you know, and it was so easy back then. It was like, okay, you can speak English. Come on. <laughs> they were like, oh, okay. Well, she stands upright, whatever. Come. So I went to Korea and that was it. I was like, oh, I like the feeling of being somewhere new, learning a new language, the food. I mean, the, and even the teaching was a different style of teaching. It was a totally different type of classroom. Mm-hmm. So that I enjoyed. And then I met my first husband there, and he's from oh, Nigeria. Your first husband? Uh oh. Yes. Okay. Uh-huh, yes, I met my first husband there. He's Nigerian, mm-hmm. and um, great guy. But you know how things are. It's like, okay, this is not going to work for us long term. We need to go ahead and find our way to do something else. So I stayed in Korea, and I was like, okay, I like this now. But I went and took my master's while I was there. I did. So I was like, okay, now it's time for me to get you know, something that's a little bit more progressive in terms of work and something where I can level up. I had colleagues that went to Oman, um, uh, Saudi, they were in Qatar, they were in all in the Middle East. And I was like, ooh. And then that's how I ended up in Saudi. Saudi, okay. 40 40 years old. I started on my 40th birthday, divorced, ready to rock and roll. 
And I just, and when I was there, I just made it happen. I was like, wow. Then I started traveling around, going to different places. And then I got the itch for like, okay, I need my forever home because I know it's not going to be in America. Right. And that's what brought me to Africa. Then I was like, okay, let me start on the East Coast and work my way down. I went to Ethiopia. Okay. I was like, okay, this is nice. I cried like a baby. <laughs> I was so mad. You know, it's like one of those things. I was like, oh, they took us away from here. I, you know, like we would have had all of it. I was just, I was so emotional when I went to Ethiopia. It was just so beautiful. But I was like, what? Something is not, it just didn't resonate with me like home, home, but I like it. Mm-hmm. Went to Kenya. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, y'all, everything. I was ready because, you know, I was like, okay, this is, they're alive. They're, everything is hustle and bustle. <laughs> like there, there was very there was alive. No chill. Yeah, you're not yeah. lying about that. Yeah. <laughs> there, was, there was no chill. There was no chill, but it was cool. And then I came here and then I was like, Ooh, Ooh, this feels good. Mm-hmm. Let me come back again. Let me come back. I can I, I think I've been here all five times, five, six times this time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so each time I would see something new, I'm like, oh, okay, there's an opportunity here. There's an opportunity here. Let me finish up in Saudi and then I'm coming back. And then I met my husband. So I was like, <laughs> my husband, husband. My yeah, husband, husband. Stick. This is the one yeah. that's going to stick. Yeah, yeah, I know that's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's so then awesome. that's what it, Yeah, yeah. So I've been coasting around out and about for a minute. Okay. I think that perspective and the fact that you mentioned he was like, I'm 40, because that is, you know, age is such a, a trigger yeah. for, a lot mm-hmm. of, for a lot of women, for a lot of men, but particularly mm-hmm. for a lot of women, especially mm-hmm. for me, I used to think, oh, you know, I have to try to fit into this mm-hmm. ideal mm-hmm. of being adult Mm-hmm. adulting mm-hmm. and in mm-hmm. this it looks a certain way you gotta have a certain- house you gotta have a this you gotta have a- and I tell you during the time when all my friends are getting those big mortgages I have friends that are stuck up to their and I'm so glad that I mean I'm not a homeowner now and I'm not ashamed to be like no I don't own a home right. I don't own a condominium but at the same time I'm not worried about like okay wow I have to pay that much money for a house that I can barely live in because I have to work 70 hours a week Mm -hmm. so that's not my that's not my experience because that's not what I wanted for myself Mm -hmm. but at 40 years old you know going to a country where dating is not even legal (laughs) I was going to Saudi Arabia my friends and my my sister was like you know you're not gonna meet anybody right I was like okay watch me (laughs) 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 right Right? and he's not Saudi thank you right right exactly yeah that wasn't gonna work I, yeah. I, I I did go out on a few dates though with some Saudi guys to just you know to see the culture and to and very nice guys, but you could tell that it's not like it's not possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's not possible. If it's if it's not if it's not your if you can't accept the way of thinking and the ideal lifestyle, right. and I could probably accept it, but the family. I would never be accepted by the family, mm, you know? Mm, yeah, that's, mm. that, that was the big thing is that you can tell by the way they talk. And then I went to some of the weddings too. And you see the women there, they're looking for, um, they're, yeah, yeah. They're, they're looking for the, the, the women who would be right for their family. So right. it's not just for him, but it's, it's like, for, okay, for the, she's going to be family. Right. Right. Mm. And I wouldn't fit. 
Yeah. Yeah. And unless, you know, and it it would take him to really kind of enforce that and be like, she is right for the family. What school are you working at right now? I actually uh, lecture for Prince Sultan University in Saudi Arabia. They're online now, so that's why I can be anywhere. Nice. Very good. Yeah, I've been teaching in Saudi for since, what is it, going on five years now? I took one year off, and then I just went back this uh, this time. Okay, so it's a college. Yes. So Mm -hmm. what do you teach at the college? We teach academic writing, reading skills, everything they need to prepare for their academic work. Because, you know, yeah, they come from high school and they're not really well prepared to do everything that they need to do, you know, academically. So this is what we do. We get them ready. This is how you write a paper, you know, double space, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the right font. No, you can't use that font. That's not the citations and things like that. Exactly. Exactly. How to do research and how to do in-text citations, Mm -hmm. APA style, all of those things. Yeah. So this Okay. They follow APA. Okay. You have to excuse the noise. I'm uh, in the lobby of the Marriott Hotel because the Wi-Fi at my uh, guest house is not strong enough. So I I didn't want us to have to break up during our meeting and we we couldn't go through. So that's why I'm here. No problem. No problem. It's Saturday. So, you know, they're they're about to turn the volume up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I came earlier today and I was like, okay, this is good. It'll be nice and quiet there. Yeah. I'll have a chance to do my work. And then when we have our meeting, it'll be, you know, chill. But I give it about another hour and it's about to be popping. It is. <laughs> you were packing, you and yes. your, your husband? Yes. Mm-hmm. We're packing and y'all were looking for positions in UAE actually. Was that yes? Correct? And yeah, that's true. Actually, he's still there because he's um he is working at a tennis academy there. Mm-hmm. So his contract still has him there. Obviously, my contract, um, I can go wherever. So the whole idea for us coming to Rwanda is that this is supposed to be our home base. We met in Saudi. So when we met in Saudi, we're like, OK, I don't want to go live in America. And he doesn't want to go back to Spain and order. So we're like, OK, this is where I want to go. This is what I like. Mm-hmm. We came here last year and he was like, oh, this is it. He, <laughs> he, fell in, he fell in love with it. So I was like, okay, I'll go back and I'll set up the home. And so that's why I'm here now. Nice. So why yeah. Rwanda? What was his, what, what's your two's reasoning for choosing Rwanda as your home base? That's a good question. And I think for me, it's about um, calm. Mm-hmm. It is very peaceful. It is very calm here. Yeah, there's a little bit of a hustle, but you don't feel like you're going to get trampled. You don't feel like, okay, um, you're out of breath trying to get through your day. There's there is an agenda to your day. There obviously, you know, you have to get work done in order so you can survive. But it's not like that push, push, push where you get to the end of the day. We're like, what happened today? Right. Well, you know, like what happened? You know, it's like so exhausted, like depleted. And, and right. just be like, Todd, you know what I'm saying? And this is just one day. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Just one exactly. day. Exactly. And then yeah. you're like, damn, well, what happened? And then it's progressive. You know, it's it's one of those places where if you are business minded, if you're ready to get into investments or develop your business ideas, you can do it here. 
and you can and there are opportunities if you look in the right pockets you can find some good opportunities here who thinks of Rwanda as like the home right the resting place right like this is right. the place we're gonna call home so this is home. put our flag yeah. you know <laughs> uh-huh. I, that's why I asked you, so why Rwanda? You know, it's like, because it's peaceful. And it's a little mm-hmm. bit of city, there's a little bit of hustle and bustle, but it doesn't overtake you. Exactly. And we can, and my mind, you know, the way you describe it, it's like your mind could be at ease. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we can have a life here. And I'd imagine mm-hmm. seeing some brown people. And what, I, I'm assuming that your husband is Spaniard? Yes, he's from yes. Andorra. Mm-hmm. Say it again? He's from Andorra. And, it's okay. uh, in between France and Spain. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. And so for him to choose one, I think it's just like mind boggling. Like, no, this is it. This is the place. Because yeah. probably what he felt more so than mm. what he saw. Let's talk about narratives for a moment. So you traveled around and you've encountered obviously people from other cultures, whatever. Have you had an assumption made about you or a statement made to make you go, why would you think that about me? Do you feel like there was a narrative? There's a narrative created, created, was there a narrative created for you in a certain situation that you didn't realize? Well, aren't you, aren't you, are you from America? You from America? Well, aren't black women from America? They may not say it that way, but there's Mm -hmm. this idea that, you know, like, yeah, I think, I think so. I think so, and but it, and it, but I think it's also different from culture to culture, mm-hmm. um, because each culture has their own perception of black women. Um, but you know, in Asia, there's a certain perception that <laughs> that I ran into when I was in in Korea that um, you know the men, uh, Korean men, had a way of being shyly flirtatious. Mm-hmm. that's a way you know they would be flirtatious around the corner but definitely not in front of anyone else because you know it's not uh, appropriate yeah. but yeah. they were curious you know they were curious um but I think that the overall perception is that there's a they're waiting for you to be as aggressive as the media and movies portray us mm-hmm. and as loud and you know boisterous as that the woman you see with rolling her neck and snapping her fingers. And I think when they meet me, they're like, oh, wait a minute, you know, because I'm not a shouter. I don't, you know, I I just don't because that's just not my nature, like who I am as a person. So I think that has been a surprise in a lot of places that I've been is that, you know, because even when I was in Saudi, I had some co-teachers that were Syrian, that were from Jordan, uh, from other places in the Middle East. And, you know, when they first meet me, they're like, oh, hey, girl. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> you know, I don't even say anything. They just catch themselves. They're like, yeah. okay, that probably wasn't. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. that's what they see, and that's what they know. Yeah. So I think these type of things are are probably the things that I come in contact with. And then, of course, you having money. You know, depending on where you go, they they automatically assume that you if you're have, American, you have money. If you're American, you have money. Right. Right. So if you're traveling mm-hmm. and, and they meet right. you, you're American, then right. you're you're already a target. Like this person has it's, money. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. Right. And right. I guess in comparison to them, yeah, you do have money, right? Um, um, I know. I I can think of two very distinct experiences. First of all, when I would travel to Egypt, which was my first solo trip, so it was with mm-hmm. my guide. And we're walking to the pyramids of Giza and 
you know, you have Egyptians are probably the most hardcore sellers that I've ever met you know, and they're right. aggressive and they'll come and put to wrap your arms around. They don't even know you. You know, it's like, right, you know, right, right. sister, 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 sister. Let me, let me, sister. you know, Michelle sister. Obama, then they start shouting, Michelle Obama, Michelle Obama, Beyonce, Whitney Houston. Right. <laughs> right, trying to relate. people they know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to relate, you know, Michelle Obama. <laughs> That's so true. That is so true. And so it was just like, okay. That was like, and so it took my my guide, Irene. She was like, hey, hey, in, in Arabic. She was like, yeah. Mafi, Mafi, Arabic. Yeah, yeah, Mafi. That's the favorite word, right? And I was like, no, thank you. But you know what I found, though, even in that interaction for me, like, I could have shied away. You know what I'm saying? But there would have been other moments where I was just like, oh, let me let me rise to the challenge of how do I handle somebody this yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. this hardcore mm-hmm. seller. You know, I mm-hmm. found the opportunity to be, right. you know what I'm saying, to, to, right. Use, right. to exercise a skill that I don't get to exercise in my right. life. Right. You know what I mean? Right, right. So that was, so I was just like, no, I don't want that up. Oh, I would not pay. I'm not going to pay that. How about this? this, 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 this. And mm-hmm. the haggle, you know, learn mm-hmm. to haggle UAE because I was like, you know, we pay everything. Everything's a barter. Everything. Everything. I'll be like, and even I, grades, I, even when you're teaching, they're like, oh, miss, but miss. Yes, miss. Come on. What a miss. Come on. Everything. Everything's negotiable. Yeah, right? Yeah, I like you, but you're still getting this grade, homie. You know? You're still getting a zero. Oh, yeah. I can tell you about some grade drama. Oh, my goodness. But the the, per, I, I, the perception as a woman, I don't know if there's a distinction between being a woman living out in the world, being a black woman out in the world, mm-hmm. what you maybe some revelations you have come up to that that have that have somehow you know some aha moments that have somehow shifted your own thinking and that even when you come home, cause I don't know about you, when I come home, the interactions are different for me. Like my whole experience is just different. And, and I'm the only one that understands that I'm having a, a different experience. And it's like, mm-hmm. and so you feel like an outsider <laughs> in your mm-hmm. own country, you know, mm-hmm. that yes, was, I know. And it's, it's rough. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, because you 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 tend to maneuver in the world differently uh-huh. because the expectations are different as well. Uh-huh. Yeah, especially as an educator, when you go to a, a new place, a different way that education is is looked at, there's an assumption that because the way you look, the way you look, that you're not going to be able to produce you know, a quality class or Mm -hmm. quality education, because there is a, you know, that perception that, you know, educators look a certain way, or, you know, they're, they should be young, white and British. And so this is one thing that I have to happen when I was in Saudi, is that there was a perception that, you know, you're supposed to work a little bit harder, a little bit more. No, I just do what I, what I know how to do. And I show up for my students, I show up for my classes and, and you'll see, and this is, and then they started to realize, oh, okay, 
we can't have this because I, actually there were one, two, three, four uh, black females on our staff teaching out of 22 and we were rocking and rolling. Our classes were on fire and they were like, okay. So slowly but surely they even started to learn that, okay, we can't have this, uh, this perception. Right. The students and, and the students and the administration as well. Right. 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 Yeah. And then it shapes the way that you think about it. You're like, no, I'm good. I'm all right. I'm not going to doubt myself because the rest of the world is doubting me. That, so, that's know. such a key, yeah. key statement, right? Yeah. Not doubting yourself mm-hmm. because, you know, you, let's just take that. Let's just unpack that. If you are a person that you are very interested in people liking you, and you go oh, to you another foreign country. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't even get on the plane. Don't, don't get do on it. the plane. But don't. maybe you do get on the plane. And what happens is you need to be in certain extreme search situations mm-hmm. to learn mm-hmm. that you need to find out how you're operating inside. Like, what's mm-hmm. good with you? And wh- what are you good with? with don't what, never, this is the very traumatic for some people. Mm-hmm. I've seen some people who have, you know... It, left and you know they went out into the world and they weren't ready because of this and they ended up in some really really touchy situations and they ended up back home or they ended up in situations where they end up spreading uh bad uh bad vibes or bad rumors about the place oh no that place is terrible Mm -hmm. and then i am i don't don't go there because this is the way they are but they weren't ready right yeah yeah, they were, and it be, and it becomes uh, traumatic for some people. They become really traumatized. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you learn about yourself, like what I learned. You do. You learn about yourself. I mean, it it, it may be traumatizing. I've had a few traumatizing experiences where I was trying to save a school, so I was doing mm. all these obscene hours. Mm. You know, mm. because everybody, because I was like literally only the probably the only really qualified teacher in the entire mm. school. You know, and by qualified, I mean my background, my education mm-hmm. was, you know, I had a master's, blah, 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 and, right. and experience. And um, mm-hmm. and nobody there, they were either three, had did, did three months here or six months, and then they left that school, and this was their second right. experience, <laughs> or first-time teachers, or right, right, people right. who had the content, which is another issue that they're, I think UAE is trying to fix that. Um where you had teachers that they hired that weren't necessarily teachers, but because they had a degree, let's say in accounting, that they had them teaching math or Mm -hmm. maybe an accounting class or something like that, but they weren't teachers. And the idea- No strategy. No strategy. They didn't understand that there was a pedagogy (laughs) of learning. You see what I'm saying? And teaching. And and they was Mm -hmm. like, what is pedagogy? What are you talking about? And, you know, I know that- I just know math. I I teach them. I teach them. You know, I show them. And I was like, yeah, that's not how fight works. (laughs) You know, and- And it's rough and it it, it was just rough and it was trying to find that that connective tissue. I want to move into asking you, you know, what is what is your where I know where you are now. What is Mm -hmm. the future plans? What's what's next five years out look like for you? Well, the next five years out for sure, I will have retired from teaching. Okay, that's for sure. Okay, so Um, let's pause. Retired. Mm-hmm. At what age? So, in like what we're saying about early fifties. 
Oh, oh no, no, no. I mean, like retire probably within the next year to two years. Uh, okay. Yes. So next to two yeah, years. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I'll Before be, 50. I'll be 46, 47. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. Before 50. And, yeah, for and, sure. Um, is that like to transition into something else or is that to, you tell me. So this is definitely to transition. So I won't retire from working. I will be that 89 year old woman still running charities and still doing a business. I'll be still be doing that with right. my purple high heels on. I'll be doing it. But I want to leave teaching transition into business development. Mm. So my, my aim is to set up um, not just one business, but um, an umbrella of businesses here. Okay. So okay. that is my that is my aim. Um, I'm still sourcing out what those businesses will be, but I know that there is a need, and I know what my I would say forte passion is. So I'm going to go in that direction, which is in business to business services and also in uh, the food and beverage area. Okay. So that's one thing. Um, and the other thing is, is my passion project, Expat Divas. I am just in awe of the things that we are doing when we leave our home base and we go out into the world. When we spread our wings, we yeah. soar, we fly, we influence our communities we in sure ways that back home, not to say that we don't do the same back home. We do. It takes a lot of um fight muscle might and strength to do so back home we know that mm-hmm. especially if you're from the u.s um we know that it's it, it's very difficult and look at i will use the example of our new vp elect okay everyone everyone's marching for her they're like oh yeah you know sister love, sister love. what were they doing when she was running for president people were throwing her under the bus they were not uplifting her. Okay, if you if that's not your candidate, that's fine. But the things that people were saying and doing, it was devastating. So I think this is one thing that when we leave the United States, that we have to rely on each other as sisters. We have, there's no room for us to not support one another. There's no room because the world is already telling us that we can't and we shouldn't and we don't and we won't, but we have to cut that out. So for me, this is my passion project is like, Ladies, when we're out here in the world, if you're selling something, if you want to, if you have a blog, a blog, tell me, I want to know so I can support it. That's the way I feel about it. Mm -hmm. Thank you for taking the time to listen in. Remember, even if you can't travel right now, you are still a living and breathing passport because the passport is you. So let's push through those barriers that have been standing in your way and globally connect You can follow us on Instagram at nmconstant or visit our website to find out about new episodes, extended information, and about our guests at www.nairaconstant.com. And if you could, take a moment to subscribe so you can get all of the notifications when new episodes are uploaded. And leave a comment. I'd love to know what you think about this episode.